Okay, so we are <clears throat> we're on page Ayin, and we're in the middle of Kuf Sadi Ches. We've been talking about this uh, really couple, long, many pieces over here, speaking about these three different dimensions of love. Uh, we spoke about the level, the different types of things that we love, uh, are supposed to love, that is, at least, um, and that is the Jewish people, the Torah, and Hashem. Okay, so that was the, that was the, that's the underlying theme that these different sections are, are focusing on. So, <clears throat> okay, so let's go a little bit further. Vatorah, top of page I, the first word. Vatorah limud derech klal. Um, the Torah, in the Torah, is in general is understand is studying God's will in a very general sense. Aval beprat, but zooming into the details. Beito in its time. Beosuzman at a specific time. Vinefesh and a specific person. Umakom and a specific place. In other words, knowing God's will not in a general sense, but in a very particular detailed sense. Zehu bivnei yisachar yode bina liitim. This. There's a role that is exclusive to Yisachar. Yisachar, although everyone is meant to learn Torah, and by learning Torah, again, we said by learning Torah, what am I ultimately learning? I'm learning the will of God. But we get to understand the will of God in a general sense. It doesn't help me understand what God's will is. I mean, it doesn't, maybe it helps, but I don't necessarily know God's will in this particular moment. The tribe of Yisachar, as we'll that see, the different loves that we're, exactly, the different loves that we are going to, that we've been discussing, are related to specific Shvatim. So this notion of knowing God through the Torah, uh, that is something which comes about uh, um, in there, well, it comes about through Yisachar, but specifically the knowledge of each moment, the knowledge of knowing how to apply God's wisdom and God's will to each moment comes about through Yisachar. As we'll see, it's it's it relates to Torah, but it's not entirely the Torah. Let's keep on reading; we'll get a better sense of what he's saying. He's saying The pasuk in Devar Yamim says that they are those who Yode know Bina. Bina is understanding, which is typically associated with which uh, faculty? That of the heart, emotion, emotional knowledge, like what we, we call in modern terms emotional intelligence. So Bina Le'itim, they know and understand according to the times. They, this knowledge of the precise application of God's wisdom to each person in each precise moment, it comes from the understanding of the heart. From there is compassion and love of people. Whereas Chachma, as opposed to Bina, is the love of Torah. Zehu Zehu Belevi. This is specifically in the tribe of Levi. So we know that the knowledge of Torah that comes from the brain, that is associated with the tribe of Levi. Okay, so here he's just painting very broad picture for us, but, but and you'll see a number of places where this will fall into place. Yisachar, I think he's going to mention, yeah, he's going to mention in a moment that Yisachar, we, there are numerous psukim which speak about that from the tribe of Yisachar, the, the leaders of the Sanhedrin come about. Okay, that most of the leaders of the Sanhedrin, for some reason, and we'll come back to why, come from the tribe of Sanhedrin, uh, come of the tri- from the tribe of Yisachar. And the knowledge that they have is that of Bina, as opposed to Chachma, right? There are different types of knowledge. Chachma, Bina, Das, right? IQ and EQ. Uh, right, we talk, exactly, right? And, and there, are, there are different, there are, right? Atachonin Ladam Das, 
right? We ask God, right? All these different types of words for knowledge. And they're not synonymous. They're not synonyms. They have a different, they, they refer to different elements. Maybe it's EQ and IQ, right? Emotional intelligence as opposed to intelligence, uh, the, the typical intelligence that we think of, which is more the intellectual uh, knowledge. So over here he's describing Yisachar's knowledge is the emotional intelligence. It's something that stems from the heart, okay? Whereas Levi, has the intellectual intelligence. They're con- intelligence. They're connected to the Torah itself and the, the intellectual knowledge of the Torah. Um, and we know who is their, their, their model citizen of the tribe of Levi. That, of course, is Moshe Rabbeinu. And we know that many of the Shoftim, the judges, the judges come from Shevet Levi. The heads of the Sanhedrin, which are the courts, they come from Shevet Yisachar. And we're going to shed a little more light on that. The Isa Biyoma, um, the, the Gemara tells us in Yoma, that Sorba Merabanan Demori Mi Levi, Omi Yisachar. If you have a scholar, you could assume he either comes from the tribe of Levi or from the tribe of Yisachar. Okay, Vachin Isa, Rashea Masayim, Rashe Sanhedraos. The Medrash teaches us that most of that, that 200, uh, that 200 of the, of the, <clears throat> heads of the Sanhedrin, not just members of the Sanhedrin, but 200 heads of Sanhedrin came from the tribe of Yisachar. Why is that? Why does Yisachar have so many heads of Sanhedrin? Okay, we're actually going to Okay, well, this is going to be a relevant piece to our week, as we'll see. There is a Gemara that tells us that to be part of the Sanhedrin, you cannot be very old, Okay, and you cannot be someone who has no children. Seems to be rather discriminatory. Why is that? Why is that? So the, the, the halacha is, the reason behind this, is that you need to have a certain compassion. You need to have a certain compassion and humility and understanding of people, and that comes about through the experience of having children. Right there's some. Uh, I'm not going to get psychological here, but but you could you know there there are uh, you know there there are theories about people. There are some leaders who have not had, you know didn't have children, and it's and, and sometimes that that could reflect that could could give them a certain um, arrogance. You know, there's nothing more humbling uh, than having children and having to go through what tsar gidul banim is the term that the Gemara uses. Uh, the the pain, the physical emotional pain that you have. So a person who's very old kind of forgets that. Oh yeah, kids, that was easy. No, it wasn't. Uh, but you know, you kind of forget the the challenges and the and the travails that are involved, and someone who cannot have children obviously never experienced that. So to be on the Sanhedrin, you have to have a certain emotional connection to children, which helps you have an emotional connection to people in a very general sense. That relationship and, and the, the complexity of that relationship gets imported, exported, excuse me, to all other relationships, right? Having that, those experiences are helpful, right? We have, we, there, are, there are laws, I mean, we're not so strict about this, but you know, when, when uh, the laws of who's going to lead for Rosh Hashanah Kippur, the davening, uh, we typically want someone who has, who has uh, children, right? There's this idea that there's a certain humility and a certain love and a certain compassion which develops when a person has children, right? And as we age, we forget about it. Um, or, of course, uh, okay, you have a great memory. Um, so, okay, well, then you're not old. Who, who, who are you calling? Who are you calling old? Uh, so, okay, let's go a little further. Um, so, you need to have the reason for this. Is you need to have a love for people. Meaning, to be a Rosh, a Rosh Sanhedrin, to be someone who is able to apply the Torah, not in a general sense, but in a particular sense, right? The Leviim or the academics, I guess we would say. They're the ones who study Torah. They're the ones who know Torah really well, but it's the, in the abstract, right? Moshe is the teacher of the Torah. He's the one who's able to bring to us the laws of the Torah. The Sanhedrin, 
i.e. the Shevet Sachar, they're the ones who bring it down to earth for us. They're the ones who apply it to every particular person in every particular situation, right? To do that, you need to have a love of people. You cannot be in the ivory tower. You need to be able to under, be in the trenches. You need to be able to understand people. You need to understand their, 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 their weaknesses, their strengths. And that is something that only comes about from a love of people, right? So Levi is connected to the Torah in, a, in, a, in the abstract sense. Yisachar, although again, because we saw, you know, the, the love of Torah, the love of, of God and the love of the people, they all kind of relate to one another. But the love, the, the love of the Jewish people is something that comes about through Yisachar. And that's why they're able to be our teachers when it comes to the Torah. Because the Torah has to be applied. The Torah is not abstract. The Torah has to be applied. To be a post you need to have, you know, I remember one of the most uh, powerful interaction I had with, uh, with a mentor, someone I was, um, you know, getting shimosh with, uh, someone, uh, a post who I was following uh, to, to, you know, learn how we paskins in different shilas. And I asked him once in jest, I said, you know, you should get a touchstone phone. You know, because, uh, you know, listening to the shilas, I was like, oh my gosh, the same, really? You drop the tarp sponge in your fleshing, you know, sink again with cold water? And, like, you know, so you get certain shilas, you're like over and over and over again, you know, it's like the same shilas. And I asked him, I said, why don't you just have it, you know, if you washed a fleshing dish with a milk thing, press one. If the water was over 100 degrees, press two. If the, you know, it would be great. It would save him so much time. He's such a busy person. And I thought it was funny, uh, but, but he didn't think it was funny. He got very serious, and he looked me in the eye, and he said, you think I answer a shayla about Basr B'chalav, or Taras B'shbacha, or Mamun, whatever it is, for a person who is having shalom bias issues to a person who isn't? He said, every shayla is a radically different thing based on the circumstances, right? And even a question of the pot, right? I was speaking, you know, I was listening to him, it was, it was, it was you know, during the nine days, it was about kids, you know, uh, how old do you have to be before you don't go, it's, it's a big hot in the, in the backyard camp, uh, world about, you know, sprinklers during the nine days for like two-year-olds, right? This is a big discussion. So you literally have like a hundred people asking the same question. And, and he was saying how each person is going to get a different answer. He knows the family dynamics and he knows how one spouse will react to that stringency, that leniency, right? So it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a service of the heart, right? Psak is not just the brain. It's um, understanding people. It's understanding the family dynamics and only in that context are you able to apply it. Okay. So that, that explains why Yisachar, um, so Yisachar is connected to the heart, Levi is connected to the brain, different elements of Torah, but Yisachar more closely to the love of the Jewish people. So here's your trivia as before we see the next line. Why does Yisachar, so Levi, from Moshe, it's a, it's a heritage, where does Yisachar, what do we know about Yisachar? Why does Yisachar get this special right? Why not done? Why not Naftali? We don't know much about Yisachar, that's well, I mean, the truth. The, the partnership between the, the Okay, okay, right? okay, fine, fine. But that, that's already... They were scholars. They were scholars, so we know the scholars. That's circular, right? Yeah. Where does it come from? Where does it come from? Is he the one that ran back? No. Uh, the, no. no. Um, so this is actually biblical. Biblical. This week's Parsha, ladies and gentlemen. Didn't just make yet. Okay, so, so in this week's Parsha, what do we find? We Not find there's the Dudaim, right? Yeah. There are the Dudaim brought by Ruvain, given to Leah, yeah. and Rachel wants... The Dudaim. And so what, uh, what happens? She ends up giving them to her sister and in, in, in trade for what? A for a night with yeah. her husband. And the Torah describes how she goes out to greet him. And Chazal understands she goes out to greet him. Doesn't just, she basically went and, and uh, you, know, um, she, uh, you know, the words are words of Ritzoy. She basically, seduction is the wrong word to use, but a strong appeasement. Basically, she, she set the tone. She basically tried, created love between her and her husband that night, okay? Meaning not just the physical intimacy, but she went out to greet him. She went out and, and developed and, and strengthened the connection between the both of them in that moment. Okay, so the mother, and then what was the child that came out of that union? 
Yisachar, there is schar for my work. There is schar either for the dudaim or schar for her, what she did that night. Um, I, I mean, so, right, there is a certain love that took place that night. I, I would argue that there was a love in her giving the dudaim to her sister, but that's not what he says. He says, Because of the ritzoy, the, again, the words of, of love that she presented to her husband, right? You could look at, 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 at intimate love as a self-serving love, but of course that's not the ideal. It is actually the, the nth degree, if love of, of, uh, of, of another, it is the nth degree. The, the intimate love is the, the highest degree of the love for another person, right? So there is this greatest expression of it. Leah, more than anyone else, expressed great love for her spouse. He's calling it love? Yes. Well, there's a big debate. Very good. There is a big debate. There is a big debate. Not all Chazal. Good. Look at Rashi Ramban. There's a big debate as what she did was wrong because of when she went out to greet. But he is clearly in the camp that not only was it okay, and he has uh, Gemara to, uh, to back it up as well. But yes, that is a matter of good, good call. Uh, that is a matter of debate whether or not she did the right thing or wrong thing by going out. Uh, but over here, he's seeing that as the most positive because she is developing love. And, and the intimate love, again, is the greatest expression of love between people, right? Again, in its ideal state where it's not self-serving and it's really serving the other in the most complete way, she expressed that. She expressed the greatest expression. She expressed the greatest um, form of love in, in doing so. And therefore, Uvekozanolad, and in that moment, in that union, Yisachar was born. So Yisachar was born out of a great expression of love, and therefore, he has the capacity for great love, which means he's able to take the abstract Torah and apply it down to earth in a way that no one else can. So, so far we've seen the connection to the Torah in the abstract intellectually, that's the Shevet Levi, modeling after Moshe. We find the ability to draw, bring it down to earth, the Rashes and Hedros, the, the people who are able to apply Psak to individuals, that is the tribe of Yisachar. And we'll get to which tribe is associated with the love of God more than any other. We'll pick up on that tomorrow. All right. Have a great day.